It's showtime once again, and this week we have a brand new feature about a fairly new brewery to the Owensboro scene, and we also have a fabulous flashback on tap. Yep, we're going to start in Davis County, the home of the Brew Bridge, which is Owensboro's first local brewery since 1903. How about that? Quite a unique distinction, and the proud owner, David Haynes, is going to Talk to us about not only the fantastic drink selection, but also the one-of-a-kind food selection. You don't want to go there just to drink, folks, or you're going to be missing out big time. And after we talk to David, we're going to take you back in time via the Commonwealth time capsule to one of the first interviews I ever did on Blabbing in the Bluegrass. This goes way back early to season one when I featured the one and only Andrea Guest, who's actually a personal friend of mine and a Nashville singer-songwriter who is uh, on the verge of releasing a new album. She'll tell us about that. We'll also hear a song from that album, and it's going to be great. If you missed it, even if you didn't miss it, it's worth hearing again. So don't move a muscle because here it comes, Blabbing in the Bluegrass, Season 3, Episode 19. Come on! Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Olive Hill to Oak Grove, Oldham County to Ohio County, when it comes to Kentucky, nobody's coverage compares to ours because, after all, we are blabbing in the bluegrass and we explore and celebrate all people and all things Kentucky from right here at the first-class, fully-furnished North Quail Motel in beautiful Henderson, KY. I'm Sam Moore, and gang, we have made it to the grand finale of Season 3. That's right, we're taking a brief reprieve next week for a little fall break, but don't worry, don't fret. We will be back with new shows starting on Wednesday, October 13th. So mark that day on your calendar, Wednesday, October the 13th will be your next new show. Between now and then, feel free to catch up on any and all shows you may have missed. Chances are you've got some listening to do during uh, the weeks that we published and you were busy and occupied, and all of my guests are more than deserving of your ears and your time. Trust me. So, go back and uh, listen to what you missed. Use this time to uh, get an ear full of blabbing in the bluegrass from... Not only weeks past, but uh, also seasons past, since we're in season three and you won't regret it. And like I said, coming up today, we have David Haynes. He is the proud owner of the Brew Bridge in Owensboro, a unique local establishment which just opened this past year. And they feature not only an assortment of great brews, but also an extensive 
food menu, live entertainment frequently, you name it. David Haynes and uh, his co-owner, Max, they've got it going on over there. Max couldn't be here, but David will be, and we will hear from him momentarily. Afterwards, we will flash you back to early in Season 1 when I talked to a good friend of mine, and that's, uh, I'm not using that loosely. She is a good friend, and we played radio together when we were both students at Western Kentucky University. We were both uh, DJs for the student-run station. We pulled the ship together, and we'll tell you more about that as we go along. But anyway, Andrea is the pride of Brownsville, Kentucky. She's in Nashville now in the process of releasing a brand-new album, New Beginnings. We talk about that. We talk about her background in uh, music and singing, and she also gives us a synopsis of what to expect from the album and a song from it. Yes, she will sing. So like I said, even if you've heard it already, it's worth hearing again. Andrea is quite charming, quite entertaining, guaranteed to put a smile on your face and bring joy to your heart. So don't miss her. I will remind you that during our little fall reprieve, I will still be checking email, most definitely. And I still want to hear from you with questions, comments, suggestions for guests, possible directions, topics for the show. I am thick-skinned. I can handle the criticism. So good, bad, or indifferent, send it my way. Bluegrass blabbing at gmail.com, B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N, at gmail.com. Now, you can also hit me up via the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page, which you need to like and you need to subscribe and follow because all of my previous shows are right there at your fingertips. You can go back and listen to those you might have missed or re-listen to some that you just want to here again because you just love the guests so much. You can also stay up to date with uh, future details on uh, podcasts to come, teasers, also additional information as it is presented. Make comments, leave messages. I always enjoy hearing from you via the Facebook page as well. Finally, I do want you to subscribe and listen to Blabbing in the Bluegrass free of charge via one of three podcast directories. These include Apple, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. They're all easy to use. None of them cost a dime, and they all contain Blabbit in the Bluegrass. Three reasons why I'm partial to them all, and three different avenues for you to take advantage of Blabbit in the Bluegrass and listening. So no excuse not to hear us and soak in the fun and excitement that we've got going on here each and every week on the program. So before we get to our man David Haynes, who's anxiously awaiting at Owensboro's Brew Bridge, I do have a Bluegrass Brain Buster for you. And as per usual, we will give you the question now. While you're listening to David and Andrea, you can ponder the answer, and we will have the answer in the program's final segment. So earlier... In a previous episode, we told you that Mammoth, Mammoth Cave is the world's longest cave system. Now today, I want to know which three counties in Kentucky make up Mammoth Cave. Again, which three counties in Kentucky make up Mammoth Cave? That's right, it's split up into three counties. What are they? You figure that out, we will let you know at the conclusion of today's program. Good luck. It's Sam Moore's Dining Delight Spotlights. 
Well, today we are privileged to be featuring in our Dining Delight Spotlight a brewery in Owensboro, which is still fairly new, but already thriving thanks to its owners and its great staff. They've got a great beer selection, uh, both local and non-local. They've also got a marvelous menu, which shouldn't go unnoticed, and lots of great events happening periodically. And we're going to talk a little bit about all that good stuff as we go along here because we have one of the rightful owners of the Brew Bridge. Let's hear it for none other than Mr. David Haynes. <laughs> David, about the reception I usually get. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm here for you, sir. I'm here for you. Well, uh, we're sure pleased that you were able to jump on board with us. Now, the Brew Bridge has been in business since 2019, correct? Uh, we opened actually um, last year in July. So we opened July 10th of 2020, actually. Oh, gotcha. So the planning process and all that fun stuff. We, we tried to open a little bit before that, but because of COVID, uh, we, we were open for about two hours. So we like to say that our uh, actual official opening was July 10th of 2020. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you're not too quick to count that two-hour opening. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I understand. Well, I'm sure glad things have gone well for you since. Now, uh, the Brew Bridge holds the unique distinction, David, of being Owensboro's first local brewery since 1903. So why don't you, sir, talk a little bit about your background personally and tell us what gave you the desire to pursue this venture? Yeah, so um, we have been wanting to establish a brewery here in Owensboro for quite some time. Sure. Uh, we'd been watching Evansville and seeing how you know, one brewery turned into five or six breweries and, you know, everybody was, was doing really well. Um, they were, they were building the kind of community atmosphere that we wanted in Owensboro. And, uh, so we started talking to some, some local leaders and saying, well, you know, why isn't there one here first off and what do we do to get one here? And, mm -hmm. uh, nobody really knew what to tell us. So, um, after about three years of kind of fighting with, you know, local politics and local kind of government to, to get something going, we just decided to pull the trigger because we kind of had the state's blessing. Um, so we we decided to set up here downtown uh, as a location we'd wanted for about three to four years. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of gone from there. Um, we we had a business before this um, escape today, Owensboro, which is entertainment based. So we thought they'd be a good pairing. And um it's been nice. They're right next to each other downtown. We kind of got our own little space down here, and uh, it's worked out really well so far. Well, I'd say so. And uh, like you said, you had uh, Escape Today, which uh, was entertainment-based. Did you have any uh, brewery experience at, at other breweries in the past? We didn't have any hard brewery experience, but we, we did have some people that had worked at a brewery and kind of uh, shadowed at a brewery. But around here in Owensboro, it's a little bit harder to get that kind of experience. Right. Well, <laughs> at least, at least you had the connections with the experience. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's what counts. Now, are you from Owensboro originally, David? Yes, I am from Owensboro. Awesome. All right. So born and raised. Yeah. That's a good thing. Now, for those not yet familiar with the brewery or the city of Owensboro in general, why don't you describe 
what inspired the name Brew Bridge. Yeah, so um, this was probably the hardest part of starting the brewery, you know, uh, was was finding the perfect name. And we we had just mentioned this in passing, and we were like, oh, I think, you know, we can do a little bit better. You know, maybe we'll, we'll think of something else. But at the end of the day, we just thought Brew Bridge. You know, it's something people are going to have to say multiple times, which is always good in, in marketing. But oh, sure. also, it really represents the first thing that a lot of people see when they enter town, which is, you know, our, our giant blue bridge. Right. Um, <laughs> and we just thought, what a great way to kind of pay, you know, homage locally to, you know, everything we do here, because we are really huge in the community aspect. Um, obviously, a lot of other breweries, their name is just, you know, whatever they want to do it and there's no city attached to it we wanted to have the city attached to us because we believe so strongly in owensboro kentucky and we really wanted to make owensboro proud being the first brewery here well that's how you have and that is fitting because like you said the blue bridge is the first thing they see and then one of the next <laughs> things they see is the brew bridge so yep. <laughs> you know that uh suits you to a t for sure now i know that um you and co-owner Max Garvin teamed up with brewer Will Gomez and quote-unquote do-it-all Rafe Martin to uh, embark on this endeavor. So tell us, David, how you four gentlemen first became acquainted and explain what has made this partnership such a success over the past year or so. Sure. So um, Max and I have, uh, we actually started the escape room together. It's been, uh, wow, five years now, uh, five years in October. Tom so, Plaza uh, done it. <laughs> yeah, it does. So we've, uh, we've known each other quite a bit through that. We, we had the uh, fortune to meet Will Gomez uh, when we were opening the brewery before he was actually a part of it. And honestly, he kind of created a role for himself on the team as um, an extremely knowledgeable brewer, and we had to have him on board, and that's what we did. Uh, we got him on board any way we could, um, and then Rafe Martin was kind of our guy that uh, did does a bunch of electrical, or not really electrical, but he knows a lot about everything, so awesome. he's kind of the first call when something electrical goes wrong, and he's like, well, you need to try this, this, or plumbing, you know, that sort of thing. So, so he's Mr. Handyman, shall we say? Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'd say those those skills and you four and your expertise have definitely made it a a good fit and a, a good click. Now, what in your mind sets the Brew Bridge apart from other breweries throughout the region and across the Commonwealth, David? Sure. That's actually a pretty easy question to answer because we are probably the weirdest brewery in our area. Um, <laughs> hey, weird's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> in this case. So there had been a few attempts at kind of starting a brewery in Owensboro before we got here. And we, we watched some of their successes and also some of the things that, you know, Owensboro didn't like that they did. So the first thing that we decided to do is we wanted to be a brewery where everyone could come in and have the opportunity to drink one of our beers, but wasn't forced to drink one of our beers. Uh -huh. So we, we made it a plan to have one of the largest bourbon selections. We have over 130 bourbons. We have domestics in bottles and a domestic on draft. We have ciders, we have cocktails, we have wine, we have champagne, mm. and we also have 
32 taps of beer. How so, about that? yeah, we, we knew going into this that we wanted to be a place that everyone in town could come to. And, you know, not saying we cater to every single person in town because that'd be impossible. Sure. But the fact that you can get your drink here um, is, is very important to Owensboro, Kentucky. We didn't want to be 100% craft beer and push people away. Right. Yeah. You try to cater to as many people as possible with your selection of both local and uh, regional and national favorites. So kudos to you for that. Now, before we dive into your superb beer selection, uh, including 32 on tap, which is pretty impressive, we can't overlook your full menu of fabulous food. So, David Haynes, why don't let's start out by highlighting the amazing appetizers that we can enjoy to kick off our meal. Yeah, so you're actually catching us at a really good time because we are switching over our food menu quite a bit. Um, ah. We're adding a bunch of new entrees that we've been excited about, some vegetarian options and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'll jump right into the appetizers. We've uh, The one that I've been super uh, amazed with lately, the one that we're going to add this coming week, has been our vegetable pot stickers. Vegetable um, pot stickers. Yeah, so I, I know that sounds kind of silly that someone's really excited about that, but uh, they're great. Um, and uh, we, we haven't had a ton of veggie options on our menu before, so that's been important to us. Um, we've got mozzarella sticks. We've got full-plated nachos, and we can add brisket and pork, which we do in-house. We get it fresh local. Um, we've got quesadillas. We've got potato skins. We've got spinach dip. We, we've really got something for everybody on the appetizer side. I would say so. And brisket and pork on nachos, that sounds mighty fine. I guess when you're in the barbecue <laughs> capital of the world, you, you got you to gotta keep some you barbecue. You got to do a little barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Absolutely. Now, what, what's your personal favorite in the appetizer department there, David? Well, my new personal favorite's got to be the pot stickers. Yeah, I guess you got to say always, that. <laughs> yeah. I've always loved a full plate of nachos with brisket on it. I'm a sucker for brisket, so. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you, it's it's becoming more and more popular in this area. Of course, uh, pork always has been pretty much since day one. But right. uh, <laughs> now. Yeah, um, we're going to promise people that we're not going to touch mutton. We're not going to desecrate mutton at all. We'll, we'll oh. leave that to the pros. <laughs> <laughs> not going to fool with mutton, huh? No, no. <laughs> I understand. Well, I'd say brisket and pork will definitely suffice. <laughs> so uh, walk us through the splendid burger selection available for us to choose from there, Mr. Haynes. Yeah, so we're, we're actually upgrading this, too, in the coming weeks. Uh, we're adding a few more burgers. Um, Burgers is kind of where we got our start. That's what we were known for. I think when people first walked in the door, they were like, uh, I don't know if this place is going to produce a great burger, but we demand that we use the best beef that is possible to get in this area. Sure. So we use 100% Angus USDA. Um, it is some of the tastiest beef um, that I've ever had in, in a burger form. So that was really important to us. Also, cooking the burger correctly is really important to us. Um, but we, we've tried to top the burgers in a premium way without charging 16, 17 bucks for them. So right. I'm pretty passionate about the burger, so I'm probably going to go a little too in-depth here. But, oh, no, no such thing as too in-depth. 
we uh, we use a nice sweet brioche bun um, that's standard with most of our burgers. Um, a nice piece of cheddar cheese that's thick cut, um, standard. We use only the freshest veggies, um, but our our menu offering allows you to get pretty much anything that you can find on a burger. So one of the burgers we sell a ton of on the weekend is what we call the hangover burger. Um, oh, I can imagine. A little, yeah, it's it's a little bit more of a breakfast style burger. We actually put a fried egg on top. Um, so that's that's one of the top ones. We've got what we call our Brew Bridge Philly Burger, which is kind of if you don't want a full Philly, if you don't want that, and you don't want you know a huge burger, you get a little bit of both. So we put really nice cut skirt steak Philly meat on top of one of our Angus patties. And then we put our house-made brew cheese on top of it. So we make that brew cheese with beer that we brew in-house here. Anything's um, better with beer cheese. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That, that's what we figure. Um, <laughs> yes. So that's been an extremely successful one. We do a spicy jalapeno brew cheese burger. We do a, uh, well, this is coming out. Next week is our donut burger. Um, so mm. we're actually going to have two donuts wedged uh, or and a burger wedged in between them. Um, so that's another one we're going to advertise as kind of a breakfast burger, but we know it's going to be sold uh, a lot at lunch and dinner. Oh, uh, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, we do normal burgers. We do uh, a smash burger. So if you like your patties really thin and crisp, that's going to be the one for you. Um, we do a monster burger. I mean, we, we try to do pretty much everything that you see on a burger anywhere else. I, I'd say you're doing it quite well. Now, what, what's your go-to in the burger selection there, David? Well, I try to stay away from burgers these days because uh, they, they said that the COVID-20 was a thing, but I, I hit the COVID-40 or 50. No! But when I do eat a burger, to me, there's nothing better than just a classic cheeseburger cooked really nice, full garden. Um, that, that's where I'm at with burgers. There you go. Well, you can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes a, a good quality standard, like you said, <laughs> is, it's, is where it's at. Now, if we're not feeling a burger, give us a synopsis, sir, of the sandwich sensations featured at Brew Bridge. Yeah. So our most popular sandwich is the Brew Bridge Philly. Um, so that's, you know, Philly skirt steak chopped up real nice and fine, uh, put on a nice hoagie bun and with uh, green peppers, onions, and then we drizzle it with a couple, uh, I, actually, we drizzle with four ounces of beer cheese. So there's quite a bit of cheese on that sucker. Um, oh. People literally come in for that. That's our most popular to-go item as well. Um, it actually does stay together in the box. We were a little bit worried about that with that much cheese on it, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, we do a ton of to-go orders on that, especially. Um, other than that, our pulled pork sandwich gets rave reviews. Um, we're actually going to start smoking our own pulled pork and brisket in-house uh, soon. Oh, cool. Yeah, we're working on building out our new kitchen. It's just taken a little bit longer than uh, – well, most things in my life have taken, but it uh, <laughs> moves at the pace of somebody else. Um, so we are uh, looking forward to that. But those two sandwiches are also extremely popular. And then we do a chicken BLT sandwich, which um, I think is amazing. Um, we marinate our own chicken in-house. We 
uh, then smoke it a little bit in a little bit of a secret process we have here. Um, and that sandwich just comes out perfectly crisp, melted cheese, the bacon's really nice on it. It's, it's a beautiful way to pretend like you're eating healthy. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, hey, I'm getting my, my dairy and my, my meat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it, it tastes good. And, you know, you can keep telling yourself that, that it's all good for you. So right. <laughs> that's definitely a good way to go when you indulge in a brew bridge sandwich. Now, let's turn our attention to the topic everyone's been waiting for, David, and that's beer. Now, oh, yeah. I, I know that uh, some of the delightful dandies on your menu originate elsewhere. However, how about giving us a rundown of the signature local staples produced on site and tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so we are, our goal is to always have about 18 of ours on tap. Um, now, with that said, we've got four ciders on, we've got a domestic on at all times, and then we fill up the remaining, you know, six to eight taps with some stuff that we're not doing in-house. Um, so we always try to give people a good variety. Uh, our, our local favorite staples are the, the Rosé Blonde is probably the most successful beer we've ever done. That is Rosé Blonde. Yeah, that is brewed with hibiscus flowers uh, direct from Hawaii. Mm. So... That's been a fun one to kind of play with. And then the color comes off fantastic. It's super light, crisp, and easy to drink. Um, so that, that's that been a staple. We've done some uh, fruited fruity IPAs. Um, our Sabro IPA was brewed with coconut. And uh, that was an IPA we like to say for people that don't drink IPAs. Uh, gotcha. It was just fantastic. Great, great alcohol content. Uh, we also do a Paradise Blonde, which is kind of our take on a really crisp, light beer. Um, and then we have some of our other favorites that are a little bit more off the wall. We have our Spectre, which is just an English mild, something you would expect to see in a pub over in England, Ireland, Scotland. A taste um, of England and Owensboro there. There you go. <laughs> and then other than that, we just fill up the the board with some fun stuff that we like to do we usually have an irish red on there a hefeweizen a cerveza um we we have our seltzers on right now too so basically we just try to cover our uh cover oh, our bases fine. there we cover go the bases yeah metaphor. there you go yeah. <laughs> you cover um, the full spectrum <laughs> yeah and then whatever we don't brew at that time we like to get an outside beer on and we like to tr try to stay as local as possible so we really try to pick mostly kentucky breweries uh -huh. um, it's hard to get stuff from Indiana right now, unless it's a giant brewery, but that's another region we look at. There you go. <laughs> Kentucky and surrounding states, if you can. Now, what are some of the local seltzers that you produce? Yeah, so we do a lemon-lime, a mixed berry, and then we do a black cherry seltzer, and those have done really well in the summer months. Lemon-lime, mixed berry, and black cherry. I'd, I'd say all three of those would would be winners now as far as as your favorite beer if you're like most um you know brewery owners and stuff that i talk to your favorite probably depends on the day doesn't it yeah pretty much um i will say a constant favorite is probably our specter beer that's just for me a, a really nice crisp beer that goes with every season there you go any season any day so yep. <laughs> specter's always a solid choice now uh it goes without saying that there are certain beers that are primarily popular during 
certain seasons only. So give us a description of the seasonal specialties, David, that are concocted by the Brew Bridge on a part-time basis. Yeah, so we pretty much always do a, an Oktoberfest beer. Um, that releases in late September and usually runs out pretty quickly. Usually we don't make it to October with that. Or sorry, <laughs> usually we don't make it through October. With so by the time Halloween gets here, it's usually long gone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we, we have an IPA selection that varies from day to day. We'll, we'll do a bunch of fruit in some in the fall, spring, and summer. And then in the winter, we'll do a lighter one. Um, we, we try to do our paradise blonde with, uh, fruit variants. So we'll have a blueberry paradise blonde in the summer and fall, uh, which we already ran out of that about two weeks after we brewed it. So, uh, that didn't last very long. Um, and then we'll do, um, every year for our anniversary, we do a triple beer, which is a really strong Belgian. Um, that's one of our favorite styles. It's clocks in at 10% ABV Mm. and it's just nice and creamy and a good way to celebrate. And a good way to get you feeling pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So something to look forward to every year on the anniversary. And oh, the, yeah. The highlights of a lot of people's summer, no doubt. Now, uh, <laughs> valued customers can sample fresh new favorites Thursday afternoons beginning at 4 o'clock p.m. Now, is that every Thursday, David? Yeah, we do that every Thursday. So we typically release new beers on Thursdays. Uh, sure. It just seems to be a good, a good time to, um, you know, get every everybody in before the weekend, give them something to look forward to. Um, Maybe give them an excuse to kick the weekend off early. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So next week, uh, we are going to release our Oktoberfest beer, uh, uh-huh. which will be fantastic. It is, it is fantastic. I have tried it. I, I can say that. Um, and then uh, we'll also be releasing our Spectre beer as well. So we haven't had that on tap for a month or so. It just ran out. And uh, we'll be releasing the latest iteration of that. And you've got uh, the best patio in Owensboro and frequent events. How often do you host live music, David? Um, well, when uh, it's not quite as competitive as it is now, we, we usually host live music about two times a week. Um, so usually Mondays or sorry, sorry, Sundays and Fridays, um, Sundays and Fridays, gotcha. yeah, but it has been a little trickier this year with COVID and bands kind of playing in different places to, to track people down. So wow. we're actually slowing down on that for the fall season, but we'll be kicking it off next year again in a pretty big way. There you go. So something for us all to look forward to when the weather warms up again and exactly <laughs> and we all we all sort of have cabin fever and we can get out and, and enjoy that now i assume most of these are local and regional bands pretty much yes yes gotcha. we try to be um well i can't tell you about one band that we're having in soon but uh they're a national band and we're oh. pretty stoked unfortunately it's going to be closed to the public but we're we're stoked to have them in and we're starting to work with more kind of I don't know if we would call them national quite yet, but definitely like bigger than regional. On the verge of being national. <laughs> there you yes, go. There we go. That's so, so it's close to, to the public. So I guess that's like employees only. Yes. Uh, well, we have a private party that's kind of we're booking them and working with us. And it's going to be kind of our first shot at a really, really big name band. So we're, oh, we're kind of using it. it as a, a tester to kind of 
see like what's our equipment level at is is our sound there that sort of thing i see and with any luck that'll lead to <laughs> bigger bands playing public shows at brew Bridge. so exactly <laughs> you know you gotta you gotta start somewhere and uh last but not least you know beer is obviously the star of the show but we can't look past the fact that brew Bridge also carries a splendid selection of uh wines and bourbons yes so we've got 130 bourbons and we have a pretty decent selection of wines david this has been great i've sure enjoyed talking to you now before we let you go in 30 seconds or less why don't you give us your best sales pitch for the brew bridge as the perfect place to soothe the soul and savor the flavors okay we can well we have the best patio in town fall is coming up and mm -hmm. we have a drink and a menu item for everyone. So we also have the best entertainment in town. We've always got new things coming out. And um, yeah, the weather's turning great. So come on down to the Brew Bridge. So so you can soak up a nice fall breeze and you can also enjoy the, the seasonal colors and the seasonal brew favorites. How can you go wrong? Exactly. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's quite therapeutic for everybody. All right, David. Well, uh, tell everybody where they can find you there in Owensboro. Give us your address. Yeah. So uh, we are on 800 West 2nd Street. Uh, so if you're taking the bridge coming in town, just hang a ride on 2nd Street and you can't miss us. Perfect. Easy enough. And you can check them out at owensboroBrewBridge.com. It's also the Brew Bridge on Facebook and Instagram. They also have a, a Twitter presence. And why don't you give us those hours of operation, Mr. Hayes? Yeah. So right now, uh, Monday, or sorry, we are closed on Mondays, Tuesday right. through Thursday. We open at 3 p.m. and we stay open last calls at 10. On Fridays and Saturdays, we open at 11 a.m. For lunch and then we also close around midnight or last calls at midnight sunday we do 11 a.m and we close at 8 p.m okay so early on sundays but that's uh that's quite understandable gives you a little bit of a breather yeah exactly <laughs> which is what sundays were made for so <laughs> check them out and why don't let's give them that phone number too for carry out yeah absolutely so 270-215 7742. We're also available on our website for delivery and um, carryout. And we're on DoorDash, Grubhub, all those guys. See, so delivery is, <laughs> is a great service. Now, uh, do you take reservations, David? We do take reservations. Um, we've got a full event calendar. So if you're coming uh, at prime times from 6 to 8 p.m., we always recommend a call um, just in case, you know, usually we can get you in no problem, but we hate when people make a trip out here and we're too busy to accommodate. Um, so yeah, we, we take a lot of reservations. See, so especially if you're <laughs> coming a considerable distance, you're always better safe than sorry. So go ahead and oh, yeah. <laughs> give them a buzz and let them know you're planning on paying them a visit. I know they'll be glad to see you. Well, <laughs> David, this has been a lot of fun. I hope you've enjoyed it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you a lot. We'll do it again sometime. Sounds good. David Haynes is his name, and the Brew Bridge is his game. Now, I will tell you that my conversation with David was actually recorded a couple weeks ago, so anytime 
He mentioned something that was coming out next week. Well, it actually came out this past week. So, for instance, the donut burger, which was on the verge of being offered, it should be there by now for your dining pleasure. And those two beers that were about to be released, which were the Spectre and the Oktoberfest, those ought to be there at this point for your drinking enjoyment as well. So go on out there, see what they're all about, take advantage of that splendid burger selection, in addition to the delightful donut burger, which is no doubt hard for a lot of you to get past. And of course, there's the soon-to-be world-famous chicken noodle soup. Live music fairly often, especially starting next spring. A great patio, great friends. It's all waiting on you at Owensboro's Brew Bridge. And I like how David said that you have the opportunity to taste one of their local beers, but you don't have to. I know you'll want to. But if you choose to start out with a solid standard, no shame. And then you can work your way on over to the delicious brews made there on site. And you will not will not regret it in the least. So with that, let's venture back to a tremendous talent that we featured early in Season 1. I think it was Episode 2 of Season 1. Personal friend of mine and uh, a great musician who currently resides in Nashville. She's from Brownsville, Kentucky, originally, and she's making her music touring practically coast-to-coast, border-to-border or so it seems, and she's Got an album in the works. She's going to sing us a song from it. Tell us a little bit more about the uh, gist of what we can expect, how we can support the cost. So kick back and relax while enjoying Miss Andrea Guess as we take you back inside the Commonwealth Time Capsule. Sam Moore proudly presents his Commonwealth Crowd Pleaser. It's our very first Commonwealth crowd pleaser here on Blabbing in the Bluegrass. And here to take on that honor is a a Nashville singer-songwriter who actually admits to being a friend of mine. (laughs) (laughs) I do. We've known each other since, uh, gosh, I guess 2009. And uh, we actually worked together on... um, Western Kentucky University student-run radio station, Revolution 91.7, and um, we both did radio for a while, and she has decided to pursue singing full-time, so let's put our hands together for none other than Miss Andrea Guess. Ah, thank you, Sam. As you can tell, we have a massive audience. (laughs) A massive, so big. In the studio. Uh, Now, they're they're all listening, and they're all tickled pink that you've joined us fresh from the greater Nashville area. We're lucky that we caught you on um, one of your days off, well, mornings off. (laughs) Yeah, it's been pretty busy uh, getting back in the swing of playing and everything. I've missed not getting to play. I don't have a full, full schedule like I had been, you know, 400 shows a year, but um, we're getting back in the swing of things down here. Sure. Yeah, slowly but surely. COVID has... uh, thrown a kink in everybody's uh, way of life but it's all about moving on and and dealing but anyway you've been um, you've been musically inclined Andrea since uh, practically day one you were playing the piano and uh, singing around the house with your mom and driving her crazy I'm sure not <laughs> always <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyhow uh, if you would uh, talk a little bit about your musical influences growing up and uh Tell us how they inspired your pursuit of uh, singing and performing. 
Well, mom always had music playing, whether it was her old records, whether, you know, it was a cassette tape. That, I'm telling my age a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> Don't you know, bad. I'm a year older, <laughs> but she had some form of music playing all the time. And she said that when, when I was a baby that I would kick to, you know, some Sawyer Brown songs to the beat and I would just oh. wheel and go crazy, whether it be Sawyer Brown, Carol King, Elvis, didn't matter what it was. She said that I was always just into it. And I got to choose the music I listened to when I, when she put me down to go to bed. Some nights it may have been classical. Some nights it may have been, you know, oldies, it, country, whatever. But she let me pick what I wanted to listen to uh, going to bed. Gotcha. And, I, I like classical a little bit too. I wish I could have gotten into it more because they say it uh, has an effect on the brain and apparently makes you a little smarter. I don't know, but. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. And I think the coffee does that for me. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, uh, I like me some Sawyer Brown too, though. Um, some Girls Do was one of my first favorite songs. Oh yeah. <laughs> their Their version of The Race Is On, that's Probably my favorite. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um, <laughs> I uh, first heard theirs, of course, before I knew that George Jones uh, had the right. original. But uh, anyhow, that that's what inspires your uh, diversity in music and what you play. And we'll we'll talk more about that later on. But now, um, as a child, Andrea, um, you received numerous accolades um, for your efforts in talent shows and. Christmas programs and things like that. So uh, I was just wondering, when did you take the stage in front of a live audience for the first time? And what do you remember most about this performance? Uh, the first time that I had ever sang in front of anyone outside, you know, of mom at home, mm -hmm. uh, it was middle school. And oh. uh, my cousin, she was a, a teacher and she was like, okay, she was like, I need some more students in my Christmas program she's like and I want you and I was like okay so she gave me a solo part for the first Noel of course my classmates had no idea that I, I sang my teachers had no idea that I sang because I was the quietest kid in class believe it You've or been not hiding it all those years <laughs> I had been apparently and I was so nervous and I stepped out and mom has it on video but whenever I start singing, like, of course, kids had talked through the other solos and things. And this is the one thing I remembered. I was like, oh, no, I must have messed up because it got quiet. <laughs> and uh, after I got done, like, everybody was, you know, talking about me singing. And my seventh grade math teacher, Mr. Salins, he said, guess I have to beg you to talk in class. Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, she, he doesn't have to beg you to sing. You just had to beg you to talk. Yeah. Oh, but be that's funny. Before that, I'd only, they, people knew that I played piano. And right. I, I, of course, won the talent show in fifth grade and still have that trophy. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That first one's always something special. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, and we, we should mention, I guess this was uh, Edmondson County Middle School. Yep. As um, you gave Brownsville KY an official spot on the map. 
<laughs> there's there's some other uh, great musicians and things that have gone on to do really cool things from Edmondson County as well. Jeff Stice, Ben Helson. Sure. Uh, yeah, so Edmondson County's got a lot of talent. It does. I'm, I'm telling you. And there for a little while, you lived in the um, rock and bowling green suburb of Plum Springs. Oh, yes. The big oh. Plum Springs. <laughs> you know, we can't forget about that. Yes. <laughs> I know it's just not the same without you there. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, Andrea, now before you uh, decided to pursue music full time not long ago, you uh, spent a number of years in the exciting world of radio and we touched a little bit on um, the time you and I spent together as a, a dynamic duo if you want to call it that. Oh it was, yes it was. <laughs> on Revolution 91.7 there at, um, at Western but um, other than that just kind of describe your experience in broadcasting and um, tell us about what you miss the most. Before you uh, get going, I should uh, point out that many of our Bowling Green Glasgow friends probably remember you as Gracie McGee. Indeed. Some people even, they still call me Gracie McGee. <laughs> <laughs> even when you're just out and about randomly? Yep. <laughs> yeah. But uh, tell us about your uh, your radio history and how, uh, how you got started in it. Well, it, it kind of started in elementary school, believe it or not. There nah. was a a fall break program that PBS and KET put on and mom signed me up for it. We got to, you know, not play with cameras. We got to shoot a little news um, broadcast in third grade. And I fell in love with the radio side of it more so than the, the TV side. And gotcha. I told mom, I said, that's what I want to do. I want to go into radio and I had said that from third grade on, and that's what I did. I went to Western Kentucky University. That's where I met you. Yes, indeed. Uh, we uh, were on Revolution. I also had a part-time job at a small little station in Morgantown, a little AM station. Oh, yeah, WLBQ, right? Yeah, that's it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, after that, of course, graduated. I moved to Elizabethtown, worked in sales and a little bit of on-air work. Uh, with Wacky and uh, WLVK, Big Cat 105.5 there. Right, the country uh, giant, shall we say, in the e oh, yes. market. <laughs> uh, you also had the privilege of uh, working with the legendary Bobby Jack Murphy. Uh, yes, he one of my absolute favorite people. Yeah, he spent a number of years. A lot of people probably remember him from his days on the WAMZ in Louisville. Yep. But uh, anyway, I, I first fell in love with the radio when the people started telling me that I had the perfect face for it. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, that's when it took off for me. But uh, anyhow, yep, you did that. And then uh, your Gracie McGee days were at um, Willie. Yes, I started working for Forever Communications, and I was in sales for a while, then right. moved uh, to get in on air, um, and then I ended up uh, managing and working, you know, in management, doing pretty much anything from janitorial duties on air, uh, working with programming, sales, you name it, I did it. Um, well, we can't say you're a jack of all trades. Maybe you were a Jill. <laughs> there you go. Either that or a Jacqueline. There, a Jacqueline. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, Willie, for those of you that aren't familiar, that is a classic country giant in uh, 
in the bowling green market. Um, used to be just Willie 94.1, but they've uh, – They've kind of they've added a few more dial positions, haven't they? They they did. I, I haven't uh, been able to keep up with them as much since I left. But yeah, um, when I left, they had you know expanded to one hundred seven nine, and then also of course AM thirteen forty. But I think AM thirteen forty switched back to an oldie station, you know, like the original WBGN. Oh, gotcha. So, <laughs> little blast from the past there. But, oh, uh, yeah. but yeah, definitely plenty of opportunities to get your Willie fix. Uh, even more coverage <laughs> in, uh, in Bowling Green now than there used to be. Now, uh, Andrea had a, a nice liner that uh, she, she used during her show. Um, <laughs> you know, my fa- well, she had several, but my favorite was that um, Andrea, was it, she used to um, do the hokey pokey. And then she turned herself around. Indeed, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) And what was the other one? Like you used to chew bubble gum and... Oh, something about me walking, talking and chewing bubble gum at the same time. Now that's something to be proud of. Yes, but (laughs) I am accident prone, so I don't know if I could do it anymore. (laughs) Well, at least you can still sing and play. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, what do you miss most about radio, Andrea? getting to talk to to folks every day and like they would share with me you know their happy days their sad days Sunday, monday happy days exactly <laughs> Indeed. oh man like but getting to know my listeners and you basically become family because you're you're talking to them every single day and you become a part of their lives just as much as they're part of yours. And it's the people that I miss the most. Oh, yeah, especially the uh, the Willie 94.1 listeners because they are loyal. They most definitely. Yeah. If you Like, I had a flat tire one day, and I had mentioned it on air. And there was a, a gentleman that came, and uh, before I could even call AAA, they, he came and he, he said, I'll change your tire for you. Look at you. Things like that, you know. (laughs) That's the beauty of not only being in radio, but being liked in radio. (laughs) (laughs) It helps when people think some of you. But, uh, but anyhow, (laughs) that, yeah, you had some, uh, you had some daily callers, didn't you? I did. I had uh, a lady that I even adopted as my radio grandma. Your radio grandma. Every single day, every single morning. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I bet everybody would like to have a radio grandma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, as you and I both know, dear, interactions with listeners in the radio world can be uh, memorable in more ways than one. <laughs> so I'd like for you, if you would, to describe your weirdest or most awkward phone conversation that you had with a caller during one of your air shifts. Oh, man, there's so many. I don't even know where to begin. But there was a time I was proposed to on on uh, the live program, The Trader. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> and then there was a time, and this lady, she had called, she had won a prize. And it was also her birthday. And so I asked her, you know, what, what year was she celebrating? She told me, I said, oh, you're just a spring chicken. She said, well, I did have my B12 shot this morning. So... <laughs> Good grief. Sometimes it's like, how do I respond to that? Yeah, you never know. Gosh, when you were proposed to, do you remember what your response was? I just, I think I just laughed. 
and uh, I would have been speechless. I think I, <laughs> I just laughed because I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> Which you know, speechless is not a good thing when you're on live radio. That's so true. <laughs> so true. That airs a cardinal sin. But uh, anyway, now uh, you recorded your debut album as a high schooler, and also um, served as opening act for. Household names like uh, Jeff Bates. A lot of people remember him from the love song. That was probably his biggest hit. And um, Ted Nugent uh, during your teenage years. Uh, however, you also had the privilege of uh, accompanying a number of singers and uh, musicians from the Commonwealth. We touched on those a little bit earlier, but uh, expand a little more, if you would, about the uh, Kentucky musicians you were fortunate enough to share the stage with. Oh man, there's there's so many. If I started making a list of names, it I would I would leave somebody out, but um we'd be here till tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, but um I played guitar for Brandy Neely for a little while. Um gotcha. myself, Emily Smith, we both played for Brandy. Um Jennifer Griffith, she played for um, Earl Scruggs for a little. She played Dobro for him. Uh, Andrea Tenero and Tony Tenero, some of my favorite people and some of the best musicians in the entire world. Uh, kindest people. And if you ever get a chance to see Andy and the Rockers, definitely go go see them. It's a heck of a show for sure. Andy and the Rockers. You, you might have just given me some uh, future interview ideas there. Oh, dear. yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, you've met um, and played with Laura Bell Bundy, too, haven't you? I've met her. I haven't played with her, but okay. I've met her. She She's a hoot. Uh, she sounds like it. I know we've talked about her off and on, and uh, I know she's a, a Kentuckian as well by birth, so <laughs> that'd be a good one to play with maybe at some point. All righty. Now, um, your Facebook page, Andrea, um, explains that your repertoire consists of anything from Kitty Wells to Hearts and everything in between. That is quite, uh, quite the mixed bag there. Now, with, uh, with many artists choosing to uh, utilize their talents within a specific niche, uh, what do you think has been the key to your success with such diversity in your music? I, you know, I think that just reading the people that you're playing for and and seeing what they're into and what they love, it just going, you know, spur of the moment. You may play Patsy Cline one minute and you may play, you know, four non-blondes the next. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just making people happy because music makes me so happy. That's, that's why I do it. Sure, and I'm sure, you know, you get a lot of uh... – people uh, hollering out random requests on any oh, given night. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it interesting. Now, uh, what's your what's your favorite uh, Broadway venue to perform at? Well, uh, right now, the the one place that I'm I'm playing downtown, you know, every since everything is Redneck Riviera. That's Redneck Riviera. I've not been to that one. I'll have to check well, that it's, out. It's John Rich's bar. And that's my dog Cricket in the background. She wants oh, see, to Cr Cricket podcast. wants to be part of Labbing in the Bluegrass. Yes, she does. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to leave her out. Now, um, you've got a highly anticipated album coming up, Andrea. It's in the works and it's entitled New Beginnings. 
quite uh, appropriately titled, I might add. Now, um, without any major spoilers, why don't you give us an idea of what we can expect from this exciting new effort? Well, it's been about 16 years since I've released any of my own original music. And, you know, it, it, it's time. It's been a long process. We started the album in May of 2019. And of course, you know, had some setbacks. We were due for a release early spring 2020. But as I like to say, it got in quarantine too. Right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this, it'll take you basically through an entire relationship. It's songs about, you know, new love, uh, getting into it. And then, you know, at the end of something and uh, what happens after the end, a new beginning. So it's all all different stages of a love life. Andy, all potential stages. Taylor yes. Swift has uh, she's she's done a lot of songs of that nature too. Oh, she definitely has. I'm telling you, <laughs> all of her there for a while. It seems like all of her songs were based on a relationship and. In the case of like Picture to Burn, I'm just sitting there thinking, man, I am glad that I'm not the boyfriend that she was, <laughs> or that I'm glad I'm not the ex-boyfriend that she was singing about. Well, that, and then you think about Miranda Lambert and Carrie Underwood with the angry breakup songs. Oh, yeah. Like in, uh, <laughs> in the case of Miranda, it's uh, Gunpowder and Lead. Crazy ex-girlfriend. <laughs> crazy ex-girlfriend, that too. <laughs> and then the craziest thing to me is Miranda Lambert also has tug at your heartstrings songs like the house that built me yes indeed. <laughs> she from one extreme to the next <laughs> that's like the total 180 there <laughs> but uh anyway well um we'll be watching your uh, your site and social media for updates on the album now in addition to the completion of this new album what else do you anticipate the future holding for andrea guess um I First and foremost is getting the the album out. We've we're launch, we've launched a GoFundMe to help finish the project sure. uh, and everything. All the details are on any of the social media. We've got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can just go to andreaguessmusic.com and it'll get you everywhere you need to go. But I've already got some new ideas for the next album, but I want to get this one out first. So <laughs> meanwhile, Cricket is sitting there in the background saying, "Well, your immediate future is taking me for a walk." Yes. <laughs> Or getting her some more food because, you know. It yeah, that's ever... probably why she was barking at us a little bit ago. She was, <laughs> she was probably hungry. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> so before we uh, part ways here, the grand finale, you are going to treat us to one of your songs, are you not? Indeed. Awesome. Now, this is one from your New Beginnings album. And uh, tell us a little bit about what you're going to play for us. Uh, this one's called Burnout. It's, um, it's probably my favorite one that I got to record and the ladies that went into the studio with me, Mandy Shuker, Megan Jane and Ellen Angelico, they brought what was in my head to life through playing and in, they're my absolute dream team of musicians and uh see that's the beauty of a group session. So that that'll yeah. bring ideas to life and <laughs> gotta help you put them to music, so to speak. Oh yeah, like I you know I'd written the song and I had this certain sound in my head. I didn't even tell them. And they're like, okay, this needs this here. You know, we need to do this here. And then once we played and recorded it, it was, I, I cried because it made me so happy. 
<laughs> now that's, you know, that's, that's saying something when it brings tears of joy. This may not be Broadway, but the stage is all set. So ladies and gentlemen, let's lend our ears to the one and only Miss Andrea Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like you're a million miles away right here next to me When else happened? Where did I look? Oh, you're just unsure Whether we lose out of ourselves Whether we lose the love we had Whether we take the wrong turn And did it can't burn out Some space, oh baby. You keep pushing away. I don't know what to say or what to do now, baby. It's hard to you. I know you say not sure what you want. Yeah, it's a scary thought. Knowing that one time I was everything on it. You're just unsure. Where did we lose out of ourselves? Where did we lose the love we had? Where did we take the wrong turn and did it can't burn out? Oh, where did it burn out? One day you come home and I'll be waiting to play with my heart. the soon-to-be legendary Andrea Guest. That was <laughs> awesome. And uh, we'll be looking for that on your new album, uh, New Beginnings, which will be out quite soon. And um, we'll have to do an encore next time we have you back on here. I love it. I'm, you know I'm down for any time to hang with you. Assuming, yeah, I was going to say, assuming that I didn't run you off and you're willing to come back and uh, do another Blabbing in the Bluegrass show. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just let me know when. Awesome. Well, you have been a blast, and I have sure enjoyed it. Thanks so much again to Andrea Guest for joining us today, just like old times when um, we were in the Western Student Run Station studio together. Now, uh, you can check her website out. It's andreaguestmusic.com. Uh, also, Andrea Guest Music on Facebook, and I love your Twitter handle. It's at the Andrea Guest. And the, the one and only. <laughs> and then your Instagram is at the Andrea Guest Music. Uh, we, well, we just dropped the music uh, just recently so we could uh, make everything a little more fluid. So it's the Andrea Guest now. 
Okay. All right. So it's the Andrea guess on both Twitter and Instagram. Best of luck and uh, continued success, Miss Andrea Guess. Thank you so much, Sam. Now, I will link you to her website in my show notes, too, so that you can keep tabs on her tour dates, her album, all that fun stuff. I know that we'll hear plenty of great, great things from Miss Andrea Guess in the weeks, months, and years to come. And it was such a pleasure reliving that interview that I did with her back in season one of Blabbing in the Bluegrass. And what a wonderful original song, too. Burnout, as you just heard. And you can find it on her upcoming New Beginnings album, soon to be released, that we just talked about. And I know you're going to want to be a part of Andrea's future journey, so make sure you follow her not only on the website, andreaguestmusic.com, but also via the aforementioned social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I'll try to get her back on the show sooner than later, too, so she can provide even more insight into what the future possibly holds for Miss Andrea Guess. And sing us a song, of course. I will insist that she do that. Not that I'll have to twist her arm too hard, because she loves singing, and it's so obvious. She's such a great talent. I'm glad she was able to come on the show with us. And it was also quite an honor talking with David Haynes, one of the two owners of Owensboro's Brew Bridge, which is off to a tremendously fast start. Just opened for business last year, and they've already got a lot to offer. Plenty of local brews, a marvelous menu, great friends, and fellowship to be enjoyed there. So check them out and tell them Sam sent you. Now, before we wrap this thing up, we do have the long-awaited answer to this week's Bluegrass Brain Buster, which kind of stems from an aforementioned question from a previous show when we told you that Mammoth Cave was the world's longest cave system. This week, I wanted to know which three Kentucky counties make up Mammoth Cave. They've got part of it in three different counties. What are these three counties? Your answer? Edmondson, Barron, and Hart. All three of those counties make up a portion of Mammoth Cave. Edmondson, Barron, and hard. It is over 400 miles long. It was declared a World Heritage Site on October 27th, 1981. If you've never been there, you're depriving yourself. Trust me, they've got so much to see and so much to offer. And just think, you could be walking through portions of three different counties on your journey through the cave. I guess depending on which path you take. But Edmondson, Barron, and Hart, those are the three counties making up the world's longest cave system. And that is your answer to the Bluegrass Brain Buster. Stay tuned, guys and gals. Another one headed your way in two weeks. That's right, I said two weeks. No show next week. But we'll be back on Wednesday, October 13th. Wednesday, October 13th, we'll have fresh new shows starting then. We'll hopefully be better than ever and we don't want you to miss a minute. In the meantime, catch up on what you might have missed via the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page where you'll find all of my previous shows. You can also stay up to date with info and future teasers on what's to come as they are posted. Make comments, leave messages. You can also enjoy previous Blabbing in the Bluegrass shows via Apple Podcasts, 
Google Play or Spotify. These are all free. They're all very easy to use and accessible. They all feature Blabbit in the Bluegrass, so definitely encourage you to utilize those avenues too. Also, be sure to email me, bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com, B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S, B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. I'll be all over the email and Facebook during the vacation, so send me those messages via Facebook and send me those emails. I'm always glad to hear from you regardless of the day or time. So until we meet again in approximately mid-October, you know what I want you to do. Keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep blabbing in the bluegrass. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide Cause we're saying it with pride Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass With knowledge of the state You're sure to appreciate Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass Where musicians furnish talent And great whiskey cools your palate Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass with a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.